Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. I'll say, and by the way, in any language, that was incredible. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. What I want a celebration g- right there. I, I want to ask you about hey, that. Hey, thanks a lot, Tom. I, nice knowing you. Yeah, did, did you feel a little subdued? I thought it was like a preseason game at the end <laughs> of the preseason game. Hey, good luck the rest of the season. It was like no celebration. They won. I could see Tom like, hey, whatever, right? Maybe him. But I would think like Leonard Fournette would be jumping up and down and the rest of the linemen, they were just like, everything was just nice and easy. That was so weird. Maybe expectations were to win it. I mean, that's... Even if the expectations were to win it, you still feel a certain way in the end. But there was no... Like, where was the confetti? Like, where was it at? I just It just seemed so weird to me. It definitely did. One thing I would say that seemed a little bit weird, but it kind of puts Brady's career in the proper perspective. And we'd love to get your thoughts on anything but a weird poll question this morning. It must be asked because of what Brady did last night. Who is the GOAT of all team sports? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll try to get a little Twitter action if we can to Key J and Z. It's a, it's a legit conversation if you're wondering. We have gotten a Jordan vote on the call line. We have gotten a... Tom Brady vote. So weigh in, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I, I got to mention, this just says it all for Tom Brady. The fact that Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were sharing a field last night, <laughs> but Manning was on the field because he had gotten the call from the hall, and Brady is still going with years to go, certainly does say something about those two legends. We mentioned an argument for Brady not being the GOAT you haven't heard before. There's a first time for everything, food for thought, Chef Kev in Champa Bay, Florida. You're Uh-oh. on ESPN Radio. Tampa Bay, Florida. Whatever you want to say. What do you got? What up, Kev? Hey, what's going on, fellas? It's after J. Will. You know we got to talk offline. <laughs> okay. Hey, with this goat talk, I mean, Jordan had two three-peats, and he plays both sides of the ball. He plays offense and defense. You can even get Jordan to a seventh-game series. In the finals. So, with Brady, Brady's the best quarterback of all time. Uh, he, he gets that vote easily. But he can't, he can't touch that Michael Jordan era of doing things. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, y'all, y'all asking me, you know what I'm going to say. I enjoy him all. I don't, he's, yes, he might be the best quarterback of all time to do it and all those sort of things. There's no question about it. But I still, I'm an Elway. I'm a Marino I'm a I'm a a, a uh, Montana. I like all of them. I like to watch them display their talents out on the field. And I know everybody. Oh, you got to pick one. You got no. I don't. I like it the way I like it, and you like it the way you like it. Jay, how about this one? Because you're you're an NBA guy, Captain Uh-oh. Cool. Go ahead, Jim. So I just want to. I was just going to ask, yeah. ask Kev, like, all right, so where do we put Bill Russell in that conversation? He's 111. It's funny you say that because Captain Cool 1264 weighing in on Twitter. Let's get your thoughts on it, Jake. Go to Team Sports. This is him. Bill Russell, key word in your question is team. He capitalized team. Russell, capitalized, did everything he could to help his team, capitalized, win. 11 rings in 13 years speaks volumes. He's on the same wavelength with you, Jay. I mean, he, 12 finals. He's won 11 championships. I mean, he's only lost in the finals once to St. Louis. Once. And here's a guy who was player coach and doing it during a very difficult time in Boston. I mean, think about in Boston during those times. But you know the argument, right? 
Well, the players aren't as gifted. You are, no, it doesn't matter, I, though. Saying, in, in team sports, it though, doesn't Bill matter. Russell's name man, has dude, to be at the top, though, right? Man, the dude, the dude won 11 championships. It doesn't matter how he got them, whether you were on the floor with him, Zubin, or Jay Will was the center. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he still got it done. This one's right up your alley. Panchu 70, about championships, not stats. Messier with six cups. I know you want to talk hockey. Again, Messier, six cups. How can you complain? You enjoy that. Because that that argument about being the greatest and looking at everybody's individual accomplishments, you'll never win that argument. It's just Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, uh, uh, Kareem. Like, how are you going to argue against Kareem? He got every damn statistic of mankind, Mm -hmm. and he got the rings. Mm -hmm. But, again, people say, I didn't see him play. So but that's what? why that's that's why I go back to this whole like cultural regional thing. Like it, it depends upon how that imp, how that person has impacted your life, right? Like it, it's really true, Key. Like you know, you talk about you wouldn't buy a pair of Uggs, but you would buy a pair of Jordans. There was something that Jordan has done during that time when you were when you were a young adult. The way he did it, how iconic he was, how stylistic he was, that will make you forever endeared to Michael Jordan. And there's a lot of people that feel that way. I'm not saying that's that's how you feel, Key, because you're indifferent, right? Greatness is greatness. There's something about Jordan being undefeated in the finals or the way Zubin feels about, you know, his quarterback being undefeated. There's something about that for people. I would also say a lot of it is a time and a place. This is something we were talking about. Why y'all laughing? Why y'all laughing? Because me and Zubin... We're talking offline about sports and stuff, and he was just telling me how big cricket was, and his, that's all. So let me, let, me just, let me just spend 10 seconds on it, probably nine seconds too much. But uh, Virat Kohli is the greatest cricketer yes. in the world today, and a billion people live in India. There's seven billion people on Earth, so one out of, sev- seven, one out of every seven people on Earth actually know who this individual is. That's, that's, a, that's a high bar for most sports uh, stars to carry. But let me ask you this before we go back to something very interesting that Adam Schefter said, and I really want to get Key's opinion on it because he's very hot. So, Jay, I'll ask this to you. I just think sometimes there's a time and a place, right? Magic and Larry did something for the league, and then Michael just took it to the stratosphere. It's yes. not LeBron's fault that by the time he came into the league, Michael had put it on such good footing. LeBron is just carrying the mantle. But, See, but the NFL LeBron is so doing, rock solid. But LeBron is doing it different. LeBron is, I drop LeBron anywhere they win. If I drop him here, they go to championship and win. They drop him here, they go to championship. Even I the Sacramento it, Kings, right? Even the Sacramento ah, Kings. No, we don't want to go there. Even the Sacramento <laughs> Kings, all of a sudden they start winning. So it's just he's doing it different, right? Now somebody else of this young group of NBA guys over the next five years, six years down the line, they'll do it differently than him. And so that's how I judge guys when you start talking about GOAT. You can't just say because Tom Brady been ten times and all of a sudden – He's the greatest uh, team sport guy ever. Well, what about Kareem and what about Bill Russell and Larry Bird? Like, yep. You got to think about those guys. You're right. Last thing I would add: the world today is a NASCAR. much NASCAR. Yeah, the, the world sport. is a much smaller world today. So there are athletes that you never used to know about when we were kids because of the lack of social media, the internet, exposure to different things, cultures. The world is much smaller. Everything is. You could talk to anybody in any country by taking out your phone and hitting a button. So everybody is learning much more about things that they weren't particularly aware of. A reminder: when you gift to your ESPN Plus, you're giving thousands of live events, exclusive originals, the full thirty for thirty library and more surprise the sports fan in your life with the year of espn plus visit espn plus slash gift a year for more details adam schefter about 10 hours ago on his twitter feed key put the question out that i think some people are wondering but you are not really in lockstep with this he essentially said look 
if everybody's pining for Deshaun Watson right now, why wasn't everyone back in March pining for Tom Brady when he was available, knowing what he had left in the tank and what he did? Adam said the only real teams that he thought legitimately, legitimately looked into Brady were the Chargers, who obviously needed a huge boost, new stadiums, fan base. They could really use it you know, in L.A. to give them yeah. some panache. And obviously the Buccaneers, the Bucs who signed him. Um, but you don't think it's that simple? It's not that simple because all 32 teams didn't need Tom Brady. I mean, it's just, I, I get it. He's won a championship, but this is the right situation in the right scenario. Yes, uh, the Chargers could have used him, and he could have been the bridge for Justin Herbert if they would have decided to draft Justin Herbert if Tom would have signed with them. Or maybe they move on to another position and then address the quarterback later on. But there are teams out there that didn't need Tom Brady. They just, they, they, you know, think about it. The 49ers could have used him. But is he a doctor? Can he fix all those injuries that they had? No. So going to San Francisco doesn't mean all of a sudden San Francisco is in the Super Bowl again and winning. They got to stay healthy, first of all. Did they really need a Gronkowski when they got a Kittle? No. 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 So it's like you start to think about some of the teams, and other teams didn't make sense. Why would Carolina chase him? Carolina's not ready to go to a bowl. Bruce Arians said, if I can win with Jameis Winston seven or eight games, I can win with anybody. And he proved it with a better quarterback that cut the interceptions and turnovers in half, Mm -hmm. basically. So when you start to look at these things, it wouldn't have been a good fit for Tom Brady to go to Miami. Miami doesn't have the same players that Tampa has. Think about Tampa's defense. Think about Shaq Baird and JPP and Dominican Sue and, and the young kid uh, Antoine Winfield and Whitehead and Dean at the corner. And you just think about that. Mm-hmm. Tristan Wirth at the tackle position they drafted out of Iowa. Those other teams, the New Orleans Saints were not moving on from Drew Brees unless Drew Brees retired, which he wasn't going to retire. So you, you start to think about the teams. You know, Denver Broncos didn't need Tom Brady. But it's so funny. Denver's not ready to compete. Key, this argument is pointless, ready? Because who cares who should have went after Tom Brady? Because Tom Brady wasn't looking at it like that. You don't think Tom Brady exactly. strategically organized where he wanted to go and said, let me go through all these lists of teams that is like a piece away. Let me think about where I want to be. As that's, he should that's have. That's how I envisioned it. Not like, whoa, these teams didn't go after Tom Brady. No, but that's the wrong argument. Chicago, right? Chicago Bears should have went after Tom Brady. Tom Brady wasn't going to no damn Chicago with them people they got over there. Mm-hmm. Why would he do that? Even if he did have a conversation with them. That doesn't make any sense. They got one dude over there, maybe two. Offensively, they got Allen Robinson, and that's it. And other than that, they don't have anything. Right. Now, I would just say in Adam's defense, part of his tweet was, and you, know, you can respond any way you like, part of his tweet was that teams that weren't looking to upgrade at the quarterback position are now saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. Deshaun well, Watson's Deshaun available? Watson is 17,000 years younger than Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady, Tom Brady's best years is behind him. Deshaun got 15 years of quarterback in the do. Tom Brady might got four. Why would you try to upgrade and move on from what you why, – why would the Raiders move on from Carr or Seattle move on from Russell Wilson to sign Tom Brady at 43 years old when you got young dudes that's getting it done? Doesn't make any sense. None at all.
I have two questions. One Uh-oh. is we didn't you, ask you. You but mentioned go ahead. you mentioned Miami. Miami went ten and six with Tua and Fitz, and Tua has admitted he didn't play well enough. I know you said that they didn't have what the Bucks had, but weren't they at least good enough to be in the conversation for them to be thinking about going to get Tom Brady? No, 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 because no, because what they did, what they did from an offensive standpoint, and Shane Gailey by by all means, was not a good offensive coordinator, man. They bear, they, they they ran up against Jared Goff in that defense, gave them the ball. They took advantage of it on the defensive side. When you when you just think about beating the Jets twice, I mean, like, Tom Brady wouldn't have gotten them to the Super Bowl. He just wouldn't have. There's no Leonard Fournette on that team. But I guess we would say, oh, if Tom Brady was in Miami, Leonard Fournette would have joined him in Miami. Yes. That's not – Stop, so, man. So would Gronk and so would have AD. Oh, stop. 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 Okay, one more. What about the Colts? The Colts went out and got Phillip Rivers. They were they felt they were a quarterback away. Should they have gone and gotten a different veteran quarterback? Here's what I'll say. I'm just going to say this real quick. Fellas, weigh in. I think Tom Brady hates the Colts forever and a day. The whole <laughs> deflate gate thing. I honestly yeah, believe he that. Gone there. No, I just he think wouldn't. there's he a personal there. enmity there that he could not overcome. Yeah, I don't think he I don't think he would have gone there though, right? I mean, he could have helped the Colts. Let's say the Colts were in another state somewhere in the same makeup. He probably could have helped the Colts. But familiarity with Phillip Rivers led uh, Frank Wright to make that call to go get a guy that they knew in terms of a system. Frank Wright's not going to do what B.A. did, allow Tom Brady to install what he was comfortable with when it was already there that Phillip Rivers was comfortable with their system. Last team. The Jets could have used him, Evan. That's for sure, Evan. Last team to go back to back (laughs) remains, of course, Brady's Patriots after Brady vanquished Patrick Mahomes last night. And that's what Ethan Ethan wants to talk about this morning. So, so Ethan's in California. So, Ethan, where in California are you calling from, first of all? Hey, hey guys. I'm uh, born in Huntington, but now in uh, Hemet right now. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, your point is, hey, man, if repeating was so easy, everybody would do it. Yeah, I look at this, uh, what is it, like eight years ago, we were talking about Russell Wilson. He won the Super Bowl, and then they tried to come back, and they had the Legion of Boom, and that you guys said that one play caused Tom Brady stopped Russell Wilson from winning back-to-back. So it just shows how hard it is to Or a durable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Call that yeah. play. Yeah. Anthony in New Jersey, you're on ESPN Radio. Good morning. New Jersey, stand up. <laughs> uh, Akisha, I want to know what your thoughts are on uh, the tight end situation. Not only did we have the two two really great, I mean, obviously the goat, baby goat they're calling, but we had two of the greatest tight ends going head-to-head. And how do you think the matchup fared? And are we not giving enough credit to Rob Gronkowski? Mm. Gron- Gronk played well. I mean, he caught the two touchdowns. He did. He, he was put in position. To, to score those two touchdowns. The one in the flat was a big move. He did what he was supposed to do. And the one in the where he scrambled around in the end zone is Brady bought time. That was a big one for a touchdown. It, Gronk did what Gronk does. He showed up in a big game, and he delivered for him. Uh, Kelsey, on the other hand, they deliberately took Kelsey or tried to take Kelsey out of the game by allowing the pass rush to get there and not allowing him to get down the field, disrupting him at the line of scrimmage. So it was 1-1 for the defense and tie bowls against Kelsey and one lost on the defensive side for the Kansas City Chiefs against Gronkowski. 
Walter in Richmond. You're on ESPN Radio. Goat of all team sports. Hey, what you got? Good morning, gentlemen. I just want to touch on this whole goat topic. Uh, I'm a sports fan. I like all sports. Every sport has their own goat, you know. And I know this has been a topic of discussion, but you know, you can't you can't argue Brady. You can't argue MJ. You can't argue, as you were saying, Messier before. But to say there's one goat of all time, you know, if you're going to go by rings, you guys touched on Bill Russell a little while ago, but there's more to it than just rings. You know, what Brady brings to his squad is, you know, he brings GM mentality. He brings a coach on the field. And I, I am a Brady fan. I've been a, I'm a Patriots fan. I'm still a Brady fan. But the bottom line is, you know, every sport's got their own goat. And before you guys jump into conversation, I just want to, you know, compliment Jay Will on, on the work he's done on his little documentaries with Hoop. I watched you play in high school. I was friends with Coach Mark. Go ahead, guys. Oh, uh, thanks. Well, I appreciate that, man. But I, 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 like, I like what Walter's saying here, guys. I mean, look, I, I know this is always the, the sports topic that we have to discuss, and it's the thing that goes viral, and everybody loves to get into the conversation about the greatest of all time. But, I mean, respectively, to master – a craft the way Tom Brady has done to master a craft the way Michael Jordan has done or a Messier or Wayne Gretzky. I mean, it just the hours and hours of work it puts into that. It just, it speaks volumes for itself. We naturally do this, but ultimately I agree with Walt. I mean, it, it, you, you naturally, they all, every, that's what I was saying. Everybody is great within their own sport. Tom Brady is, is getting credit for talking to free agent players to join them. Of course they're going to join Tom Brady. It's not that difficult. Of course I'm going to join LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard when I got an opportunity or Kevin Durant or Steph Curry when I got an opportunity to go win a chip. I'll be a damn fool not to want to run with them dudes. I wish I could have picked to go to New England and say I want to play with Tom Brady. Of course. I mean, that's easy. That's low-hanging fruit right there. But, Key, there is a similarity, though, and, you know, I saw LeBron James tweet last night, Goat Talk, the way these two guys lead, right? It's They're extremely vocal. Uh, internally, there's a different standard of excellence that you feel like they've had, that you, you've seen it trickle down to other people on the team. And it's like, I go back to this about LeBron James. Like LeBron James made Matthew Della Vadova a lot of money and made him look incredible. Like, he, Booby Gibson, I can go through the names of people where you're like, damn, LeBron James got that dude paid, got this dude – to that, to that kind of stratosphere, and I feel like Tom Brady does the same. Fair enough. I think one of the most interesting things that's been mentioned this morning, and this is on the other side, because we should be celebrating Tom Brady, obviously what he's been able to do. But on the other side, the story around the Chiefs is fascinating, right? Patrick Mahomes, I believe, was 9 for 19, 67 yards in the first half. As Jay said, we were just sort of waiting for that drive, right? They put the stat up on the screen yesterday on CBS. We all saw it, right? 24 down to the Texans. We know what they did against the Titans. Even the nine-point deficit, 9 nothing. they faced against the Bills in the AFC championship game. And they're just, all right, we'll get one here. They'll get it rolling. It never really happened. So now the questions abound with Coach Reed and what's going on with his son, with Eric Bieniemy as a free agent, as an offensive coordinator, only becoming a free agent because the Chiefs had assumed he was going to get a head coaching job. It would have been much easier to let him out of his contract if there were no contractual obligations, yet he doesn't have a head coaching job, so he could be back. And the fact that Kia said, we're just penciling the Chiefs to go right back in there, but recent history... You want a pen? You can put it in ink. Recent history has indicated it's not as easy as it seems. It isn't. I mean, in, in, in getting back and winning, 
It's just not it's, – it's hard, man. It's a hard deal. Think about some of those great quarterbacks that, that were young when they got there. Aaron Rodgers, oh, he hadn't been back. Drew Brees, oh, hadn't gone back. Russell Wilson got back on the heels of the defense, and then they lose the game because they put the ball in his hands when they should have just gave it to Marshawn Lynch. You're still upset then, about that. Because it was stupid. It was really stupid. It was <laughs> Daryl Belville screwed that up. He screwed it completely up as the offensive coordinator, and that's why he was eventually fired. So when you think about it, it's hard to do. It's not so easy. We thought in Tampa, oh, we got two more in us. They just got back last night from ours. Right. They just got back. You know how long that was? That 17-year overnight success. Brady was 04, 05 was his first two. Mm -hmm. It took him 10 years to win the next one. Mm -hmm. 10 years. But We're always focused on, you know, how long it takes you. I, I do want to say this about last night's game. I can't imagine, and everybody talked about, hey, Bruce Arians, you know, Byron Leftwich, they out-schemed, uh, you know, they out-schemed Kansas City. Uh, it was a coaching mismatch. I can't imagine being Andy Reid. You've lost a son mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Your other son is in a crash. Mm-hmm. He's in the hospital. You have a child who's in intensive care, and you're compartmentalizing all that while you're not with your son to try to coach a Super Bowl. Like, regardless of whatever happened on the field, like, I can't imagine trying to compartmentalize all that at that time. He did address it after the game, essentially saying what you might, that his heart goes out for everybody that's involved in this situation, and we'll continue to see what happens. His son, Britt, 35 years old, he has been troubled, but he's put some of his troubles in the past. He was the team's inside linebackers coach involved in that crash in Missouri late last week, did not travel with the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. Key to your point, Baker Mayfield's getting better. Lamar's getting better. Joe Burrow's going to start getting it on track. Whoever Deshaun Watson is going to uh, play with is going to be a serious contender. So while the Chiefs are in pole position and they have their big stars locked up, as you've mentioned before, everybody else is doing everything they can to narrow the gap. Oh, I thought we were going to break. (laughs) We can do it right now. (laughs) Devin White, 45, all over the field. If there was a defensive MVP last night, it would have been him. Wasn't there week 17? Wasn't there for the wild card game. But the second he showed up in the divisional round, the conference championship game in the Super Bowl, he made his presence felt. The Bayou Bengal is next. He is the greatest football player to ever play. You know, and I, I can tell my kids I play with that man. And I'm just blessed. We knew we were playing a great football team tonight, and we got the job done. So it's hands down one of the greatest accomplishments in sports history. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So they're going to have one more snap, and that will be all she wrote. He goes to a knee after getting it. How about this? 
How about this? In a world turned upside down by pandemic, in a year where everything has been different, one thing remains the same. Tom Brady is a Super Bowl champion again for the record-setting seventh time. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions. That's Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. How great does it feel to be a Super Bowl champion? We'll ask Devin White in one minute, 45, all over the field in Super Bowl 55. That was on Westwood One. Sports Center is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Tune out the nonsense. Tune into Straight Talk, offering the Samsung Galaxy A51 for $199. Bucks. And $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plans. No contract on America's best networks. Bucks over the Chiefs, 31-9. Brady winning his fifth Super Bowl MVP, extending his own record. But many thought, especially throughout the playoffs, the Bucks defense did such a great job. Again, we'll talk to one of the young studs of the Bucks defense, Devin White. In one minute, Serena Williams defeats Laura Sigeman. 6-1-6-1 to advance early at the Australian Open, looking for that 24th singles ladies title to match Margaret Court for the most all-time. More primetime tonight. Australian Open resumes at 8 p.m. Eastern ESPN2. We got big-time stars on the way tonight from Melbourne. And in a tragic story, it is regrettable to pass on this morning that ESPN baseball reporter Pedro Gomez has died at the age of 58. He had been with ESPN since 2003 in his illustrious career. Baseball first. He loved baseball. He covered 25 World Series, 20 All-Star Games, had a prolific 35-year career, spent the last 18 with us here at ESPN. Our hearts go out to his wife. He is survived by his wife, Sandra, his sons, Dale, uh, excuse me, Dante Siena and Rio, the latter of whom Pedro watched pitch in the 2016 College World Series. A guy that loves baseball more than anything got to watch his son pitch for Arizona. Pedro is a longtime resident of Arizona to watch the Wildcats in the 2016 World Series and eventually go on to see Rio join the Boston Red Sox organization. In a very poignant note, he was also able to take part. He is a uh, child of Cuban exiles who grew up in Miami. And in 2016, there was a seminal baseball game between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cuban national team. And Pedro covered that game for ESPN. It was put forth by the Obama administration to try to thaw the cool, thaw all the ice that had been there between the United States and Cuba. And in an unbelievably poignant note, when he stepped foot on the island nation, he had actually brought the ashes of his father and his brother with him and sprinkled them all over the island. If you were watching us a couple of minutes ago here on ESPN News, you may have seen that shot. The final word will go to ESPN President Jimmy Pataro saying for all of us, quote, we are shocked and saddened to learn that our friend and colleague Pedro Gomez has passed away. Jimmy Pataro went on to say Pedro was an elite journalist at the highest level and his professional accomplishments are universally Recognize Pedro Gomez, gone too soon at the age of 58, and our prayers, thoughts, and condolences go out to Pedro and his family. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests this morning join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And up next on the Goodyear Hotline, one of the most important pieces to the Bucks Super Bowl 55 championship victory. There's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directly. No score. The end down. Battle intercepted. Picked off in the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. The All-American from LSU, rookie of the year a year ago. And White, 13 tackles, four assists, nine solos, and a pick in the end zone. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. And they couldn't stop Devin White. And he joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. I want to say five is the operative number for Devin because 
He was the number five overall selection in his draft, and now Super Bowl 5-5-55 goes to Devin White. Devin, I, I got to ask you this, just first things first before we talk about the game. Just tell me what your life has been like since about 9.35 last night. Uh, it's been good, man. Uh, extremely uh, humbling, you know, to be able to go out there on the highest stage and perform with my brothers. Uh, I just basically chill with all my family. You know, they did a, a watch party at my house in Tampa. And when I came home, we just kept celebrating, just kept, you know, just being there for one another. So you haven't been asleep yet? No, nah, I went to sleep, man. I got to sleep about <laughs> 4.30 this morning. Okay. But, you know, as me, through another game, go to sleep, wake up at 8, back at it, uh, do my routine after a game, soak and watch film. Yeah, well, you get ready for another one and repeat, I see. And let me ask you this. How did the defense neutralize Patrick Mahomes? Shoot, I think the number one thing is Ty Bowles. You know, uh, TB, man, he put, a great, put together a great game plan, but – at the end of the day, it all comes down to like, we got dogs across the board and not even just 11 on the field. The ones rotating in and out, man. We got dogs all across the board. And when you're playing in a game such as the Super Bowl, that's what it all comes down to because everybody banged up. Everybody, you know, it's been a long season, but, you know, uh, the real always going to prevail. You know, whoever, whoever willing to lay it all out there on the line and like A.B. say, empty the clip. Like whoever really ready to empty the clip in the last game, that's who's going to come out on top. What was it like playing for Todd Bowles this season? Struggled early on, but somehow you guys seemed to turn it around after the first Kansas City meeting. Uh, I mean, it's always been great playing for him, man. He know how to use all his guys. You know, he know what's the strength of guys. He try to make everybody better, you know, because he want everybody to have success. But at the end of the day, man, he finds out what we're good at and what we're not good at, and he focuses on what we're good at, and he uh, try to capitalize off of it. Dev, last time you guys played against Tyreek Hill, he, he, he I mean, he had 260-plus yards and three TDs. What was the game plan to slow him down this time around? It really wasn't a game plan to slow him down. You know, we just played team ball, and, you know, everybody did their job collectively where whoever, whoever side he was on, you know, you put your hands on and slow him down. But, you know, I think he ended up getting some big catches at the end of the game just later. I think we really neutralized him. You know, when the game was really close where they, you know, where they had a chance to win it. But at the end of the day, man, he's a great player and nobody can stop him man to man. And it was just because he just got, you know, gifted. And, you know, I respect his game and he do a lot for that team. But, I mean, it was just a team effort. You know, no one man singly uh, shut him down. And then we all had to play a part in, uh, you know, getting hands on him and slowing him down at the line of scrimmage. Everybody talks about Tom Brady, man. But get, take us inside a little bit, D. White. What kind of spark did he provide for you guys? Uh, I mean, Tom Brady is the ultimate leader, man. And, you know, before this game, it's the first time all season. You know, I'm always doing the speeches. I'm always getting us hype. And he said, when you finish, you know, uh, don't call us up. Let me get him. And, man, he gave a speech before the game that just felt like we were some like some, some uh, warriors or something, and you just want to go crack somebody. What do you say, and, D? Why man, you got to tell just, us what he say? What he say? Nah, nah, nah. I can't tell you what he said, but <laughs> yeah. I, I know the bus. I know the bus recorded it. They gonna put it out. But I mean, it wasn't nothing bad, bro. But it's just, man, it's just, t just saying how you'll be remembered forever for winning this game. Your family, your kids. It's a legacy. He, he, man, he was just on point with it. 
I don't think I ever gave a pregame speech as good as that one was. But, I mean, everybody, when he talk, everybody listen. They believe in whatever he say because he is the general. And he's and he been doing it at a high level. So I salute him, man. Like I told him, I just thank you for coming down and helping me get my first Super Bowl victory. Devin White, Buccaneers linebacker, winner of Super Bowl 55, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Let me ask you this, Devin. So, in the end, Antoine Winfield threw up the deuces to Tyreek Hill. Facts. Facts, Facts. right? What did you make of it? Like, what what did you say? Like, good, all stall him out? Like, what did you say? Nah, I said that's what you're supposed to do. He came to your house, and he – Turn it on you or us as a defense. That wasn't just on Winfield. That was on us. Winfield just so happened to be the player chasing him down that he would try to save the tackle. And you just never let those things go out of your head. And when the, and look, like they always say, the table's going to turn. And when they do, it's not going to be pretty. I, got, I, I went to him. I hugged him. I said that was the best thing you could have did. Last thing for you here. Um, everybody's saying run it back. When you hear that. What do you think? I mean, we that, that was Kansas City mindset. You know, we just want to acquire our great players. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think they had they, they had they, uh mindset on the right goal, but they was chasing it too early. You know, they kind of overlooked some things, and I feel like we was one of the things they overlooked. And you, you can't run it back without winning the last game. And, you know, our thing was finished. Our whole game, our whole mindset was finished. They was talking about running back. Like, they just knew they had it in their bag. Hey, Dev. see what that gets you. Yeah, no, Dev, I actually, man, what about you guys running it back? That's what I meant. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying that's not going to be our motto. We want to go We want to go uh, fight for a chance to be back in the Super Bowl next year, but we're not saying, like, that's not our mindset. I feel like that's a cocky mindset, saying mm-hmm. running back. Like, you just know you're going to be there. But it's going to take, uh, you know, uh, Jason Light, acquiring our team back together, which I'm pretty sure he's capable of doing. I'm pretty sure everybody wants to come play back. And if they don't, then they're going to miss out on something special again because, you know, we're going to be great. Our defense is really young, and we're just going to keep, you know, grinding it out. We're going to put the work in from day one all the way into the last game. So, I mean, it would be it be nice to be put back in the position to go chase another one. What a great attitude. There are many Respect. people that believe that the Bucks are actually in better position next year because of the full off season and whoever else wants to join this team. You'll forever be known, as Brady said. We'll wait for that video to come out. But I'm sure at some point along the way he may have said, you win this game and forever in a day they'll call you a Super Bowl champion. And that's what we'll call you this morning. Devin, congratulations. Thanks for waking up early with us this morning. Go get it. Congrats, oh, no doubt. No doubt, man. It's always great to be joined by a Super hey, Zubin, Bowl champion. Yeah, Jay, hours I was after they say, win it. I, I love that mentality, right? A lot of people always say, well, you know, you're defending Super Bowl champs, and sometimes that can sit with you the wrong way. You think you actually belong, right? Instead of saying, hey, like, we're trying to win a Super Bowl like everybody else is this year. Um, even though we won it last year, last year was last year. This year is this year moving forward, and I feel like that's the kind of gritty mentality that Devin White has moving forward. There's no doubt about it. On the way, as crazy as it sounds, everybody's saying disperse. Don't get together at sporting events and definitely don't celebrate together at sporting events. I agree wholeheartedly, except for this one case, and that's on the way. Hey, it's Greeny, and congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, champions of the football world, and incredible title number seven for Tom Brady. We've got the answers to all the Super Bowl questions with me, Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around 
different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And one more thing is our poll question this morning. Who's the GOAT of all team sports? We'll have a couple reactions for you. From the Twitter feed, KJ and Z, keep pouring them in. Even when the show's not on, 24-7, 365, we'll take a look at it. The GOAT of all team sports inspired, of course, by what Tom Brady did. Yesterday, one thing, fellas, I couldn't help but notice yesterday when I watched the game, every time they cut to Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, he had a mask on. And every time they cut to Tom Brady on the sideline, he didn't. It was so noticeable because obviously you're going to see those two guys and they want to see the reaction from those two guys everywhere. And then after the game, you saw Jim Nance at the podium with the mask. You saw Tom Brady without a mask. It all continued. So I thought to myself, As strange as it sounds in the world in which we live and all the guidance and information we have, could there ever be a time, could there ever be a time where it's okay to congregate, packed to the gills anywhere with no masks? I mean, you're not going to stop young people from doing it. So at what point could it be positive? On Saturday, Jay knows this. Duke and North Carolina played the least consequential game they've probably played in 60 years. Neither team was ranked. North Carolina won the game. And after the game... On Franklin Street, which is the main artery in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, the fans were packed in as tight as possible after UNC won a game with no fans in the stands and did so against their arch rival when neither team had a number next to their name. This sounds crazy. Again, you're not going to stop kids from doing this sort of stuff. They think it'll run right through them. Maybe some of them have already had it, the old herd immunity argument. But I will say one thing. I am a little concerned as a sports fan. The NFL is impenetrable. 41 million people watched the AFC title game. It was a rout. And there will be 100 million people that watch the Super Bowl. The NFL is the NFL. But I'm really worried about some of these other sports. Nobody is watching college basketball. Very few people are watching the NBA. Every sport that is not the NFL has to secretly start thinking to themselves, you know what? It's been a year since we've really had the sport look the way that it does. Are people just finding other things to do? Is it not nearly as palatable as it once was? So it sounds strange, and the first thing I would generally do, being 42, is chastise somebody that's 22 and standing clogged in the middle of a street. 
But it's one small indication for me that just when I think maybe college basketball is done and nobody's watching it and there's no buzz and this tournament's going to be unlike any other or any of these other sports that are wondering, will we ever be back where we used to be? It sounds stupid and you could probably get cited for it. (laughs) But the idea that all of these fans are still coming together is a small sign to me that these sports will one day be back. When I don't see people in the crowd, the NBA's Utah Jazz is 3,900 people that can attend a game. That's basically the most of any team in the NBA. When I see that sort of crowd there, I wonder to myself, when is it going to be full again? When's it safe to be full again? Just a reminder, not great. I don't condone it. I don't have any kids. You're not grounded. But I'm just saying, when I see some of these kids out there, I do enjoy the fact that they are telling me that outside the NFL, which is an obvious, obvious, huge thing, Sports is going to be back, even if we're seeing it and manifesting it, the energy and the love and passion in strange ways. Okay, last thing for you, we're asking at Key it's JMC. A great point, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where you just, you know, Adam Silver, these conference commissioners, they wake up wondering, they're like, I, you know what? People don't have discretionary income, they got to buy season tickets. Like, is it all there? Hopefully, it will be there. We're asking this morning who's the goat of all team sports? Hazardous says, I put Laker LeBron and Bucks Brady in a different place. They are the new hybrid player coach slash assistant general manager. Can't argue their success. So I don't see that stopping when they retire. Ed Rigzard, Russell, Gretzky, Ronaldo, Messi. This isn't limited to a QB who doesn't have control of the other side of the ball. The only team sport where there is a clear offense and defense and you can be great without playing both. Key, nobody wants to take your mantra of essentially saying, um, <laughs> enjoy them all. Everybody has got to draw a line in the sand and come up with something. Hey, it sounds like they're enjoying them all to me, though. I mean, that's, that's what it sounds like to me. I, I Look, Brady is Brady. He's done it, been doing it for a long time. LeBron, Michael, Montana, Elway, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson. I'll take them all. Tom's calling you out, though. Tom on Twitter Straight up, Key did not answer the question. I hear that. He's scared of this convo. Oh, Key, are you scared of this convo? Again, <laughs> I watch them all. I enjoy them all. Tom Brady, Bill Russell, highlights, obviously, because I wasn't around. Old school. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. I enjoy them all. Sound like you're scared to me. I, I enjoy them all. Montana, Elway, I enjoy them all. Brady, obviously. Brady, you know what, I, I, I can that. tell you, Zubin has to be a, a, a pretty beneficial place for guys like Tom Brady or Michael Jordan or Kobe. They don't do it for the debate of whether they think they're the greatest of all time. They let you talk about it. They just want to keep ripping people's heads off. Exactly. And that's what I love about it. That's why Doesn't, I don't uh, All this talk, all you guys. Because if I say Brady, Brady you have all these if debates. I say Brady, you're going to argue with me and say Montana. If I mm-hmm. say Jordan, you're going to say LeBron. If I say Kareem, you're going to say I've never seen him play. That's what's going to happen. And there's no real answer to the question. That's the crazy thing. We can argue about this for four hours. There's no Cause real then answer. Because then I could say, could Brady do the same things that Montana did with the 49ers and Bill Walsh? I mean, it, you can have the arguments all day long. Different if I put LeBron on the Chicago Bulls, could he go 3-3, three, three, retire, come back and go 3-3? Three, three? And people will say no. I mean, it's just it, – look, I enjoy it all. This is for Sports Talk Radio and the knuckleheads that want to cover it. <laughs> We say that affectionately. That's like the Michael yeah, Wilbon line with the Hey, if you're going to say that, call me out by name. <laughs> Evan, for instance. And or also, Max Kellerman. People that want to argue. First takes ready to go on ESPN at the top of the hour. Max's radio show streaming on ESPN Plus as well. And I got to mention Gee, to your Tell point, Max that Kawhi is not more clutch than Kobe, please. Kawhi is not one. more clutch than Kobe. Jay Will wanted me to tell you that, Thanks. Max. Thanks, Key. Max is just laughing. I'm not sure what that means. He's just sort of chuckling. At that Can't argue that one now. Because he's got to be, he's a knucklehead for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. 
Kawhi more clutch than Kobe? Like, oh, man, it's time for me to – I can't – man, yep. I got to go. Go to break. Yeah, it's just like sitting – never break. mind. <laughs> I, I can't. Maybe I the can't. greatest show in ESPN Radio history, Greeny, is next. With Alex Smith, oh, God. Tom Brady's go. dad, <laughs> and the Hall of Famer, Howie Long. First take on ESPN, Greeny's next. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.